Welcome to One Mom, One Girl, Together We Rise, a podcast by me, Parent Coach Angie, at Empowered Parents, Empowering Daughters. I'm a parent coach and can be found at www.parentcoachangie.com and on Instagram and Facebook as well under that same name, Parent Coach Angie. So thank you for joining me for episode number six. We are talking about how awesome power struggles are. And I am being honest right now, power struggles can be awesome. Let's take a look at if you have a power struggle with a three-year-old. For example, your three-year-old doesn't want to, to leave the playground. One great you know, strategy we've developed as parents is you can sidestep it. You can offer that toddler or that three-year-old a choice. Like, do you want to race me to the car as we skip? Or should we walk holding hands while we sing a silly song? And parents have found that that works wonders for helping a child to sidestep the challenge of not wanting to leave the playground and focused on making that choice. And essentially, you're giving that power over to the child because they're able to make a choice then in how they leave the playground. So you get your end result and they get some power in the decision making. Now we look at the age of children that I work with with parents and that's school age, children, girls between the ages of five and 12. And the power struggle with the school age girl still entails the same thing, that child still wants power. And I wanna ask you today to view those power struggles with a new light. And I want to talk about something that may sound a bit unsettling, and that is debating with your child. And I know you're saying, wait, what? How am I for a debate with a child? But debating and respectfully debating or respectfully disagreeing can work wonders. And we'll talk about that in a second. But I just want to mention the fact that we live in a society that wants instant gratification and instant quick fixes and life hacks for our problems and our challenges these days. And we admit this when we're talking about our kids, but it takes some deep consideration to realize this about ourselves as parents. And I've spoken to parents who are looking for that three-step approach to end backtalk. And while I definitely love the numbered step approach, Effective steps are not like those taken on the TV show Super Nanny 911. We don't have a quick fix for building relationships or changing behaviors in humans and especially in our kids. If you tuned in today because you have a child who faces every task dealt by you with the power struggle, I urge you, I beg you to take a new approach. If you know me and my work, and if you've worked with me personally in my one-on-one coaching programs, you know that everything I preach is about empowerment, it's about connection, and it's about confidence. So we're going to look at that with those same three words. And what do those three words mean when you're in the middle of, let's say, your 10-year-old daughter who needs to do her homework, according to you, she needs to do her homework and she's refusing. Well, let's look at those three words. Let's take confidence first. And if we're taking that scenario, that homework scenario, where does that word confidence lie? If you are a mom who consistently dictates when your child must do their homework 
and how much studying she needs to do and even to what degree their effort must look like. I have a question for you. Do you not have the confidence that your 10-year-old is capable of this? Because if you don't believe she can do it, you know, be responsible and put in the effort to get things done, then how will she develop the confidence in herself to be able to get those things done? How will she learn to manage her time? How will she learn to trust herself and know how much effort to put into something or when to get started with something? And that confidence starts with you showing her that you are confident in her abilities and her judgment. So I urge you to give that a try. But what if you need to hover? And this is true for some cases. What if you need to hover in a sense because she has difficulties with her homework and you know that she needs the structure. She needs that structure of after doing one task, she needs to move on to the next. After having a snack, she needs to move on to doing, getting her homework done. So where can you use that word confidence? Where can you use, where can you show her that you're confident in her abilities so that she can find the confidence in herself? Well, knowing when and how to ask for help takes confidence as well. Left to her own devices, what's going to happen if she is allowed to sit on her own, get started, and she runs into difficulties? Does she know when to ask for help and the way to ask for help? Is it a crying? Is that her method of choice? Or is it saying, Mom, I don't know what this question is asking me. What can I do? And when you put that confidence in her that she, can, she will determine when she needs to ask for help, then that confidence in her is starting to be built. And so let's look at the next word that I love to preach about. And that word is connection. And again, this goes across so many challenges, so many behavior issues that we experience with our kids. The connection. We are humans your daughter is human and she needs human connection. None of us can move about our days like machines, going from one task to the next. We need to connect. We need to talk. We need to feel loved. We need to feel heard. We need to feel understood. And I know that things can become stressed and tension can rise quickly when you really just need something to be done whether it's asking your toddler to get off the swings at the playground or you're getting your older daughter to do her homework assignment. But like I just said, with any parenting challenge, what if you paused for a moment to think about what your daughter might be needing? And let's look at that challenge then. Your 10-year-old daughter not wanting to do her homework when she's asked. And in asking that question, I want you to think about a few questions. I want to ask you a few questions then. If it's before she can get started with getting her homework assignment done, how is her connection with you and or other family members or friends? What does she need? When she comes home after school, has she had a chance to sit down 
or, you know, walk around with you in the kitchen as you're preparing dinner or walk around with her, one of her siblings or sit down and play a game to feel like she's able to say goodbye to that school day and connect with someone at home. Is she having a snack with someone and chatting about her day in a completely informal way, sharing things that she was excited about or sharing things that she struggled with during the day? Did she get time today to connect with someone before being asked to move from getting off the school bus to eating her snack quickly in order to get her homework done? And you know, these days it's it's another activity as well. So to get her homework done because she needs to go to basketball practice or she needs to run to gymnastics or she needs to do something else. Did she have a moment to connect with you as a parent and other family members or with her friends? Did she have a chance to, after school, just do something silly with a friend and get that kind of energy running through her system before she's asked yet again to sit down and do something academic? And another thing with connection, did she have a chance to connect? Is she connecting with her space? Is the homework space that she's provided with empowering her or giving her a connection with, I know where things are. Things are organized in my study room. I know where my pencils are if I need them. I know that if I need glue for this specific project, I know where I can get it from. The space that I have, is it conducive to learning? Is my desk open and free if that's how I think best? Does my space make me feel connected and welcome to doing an assignment? And that's something that we forget sometimes. If I'm supposed to just do something as simple as I, you know, I'm a 10-year-old, my homework assignment is to read for 15 minutes. Do I have a comfortable space to get that done? For some kids, lying on the floor on a soft cushion or the carpet is where they read best. For some, sitting upright at a desk might be the best way they're learning from a book. What is their connection to their space? What connection do they need for their space? And another kind of connection that we sometimes forget about. You know, we talked about connection with your daughter's connection with you or family members. But I can tell you as an introvert, after having a long day at school or whatever else I'm out and about doing, I need that connection with myself. That connection as an introvert to just sit for five minutes alone in a quiet space. Do I need to sit in my room as a 10-year-old after school in order to feel like I've taken the, that pressure is off from me from socializing or from doing something out and about just to sit in a space. And then after your child sits in that space alone for a few minutes, then perhaps they can join the rest of the family or they can, you know, get their snack or go straight to doing homework. But we're looking at connection with others, connection with her space and connection with herself. So what does she need? And finally, does she need to feel a certain connection? You know, this, these were all the things connected before getting started with her homework, if we're looking at that particular scenario. But what does she need to feel connected, or does she need to feel connected while she's actually doing her homework? 
would sitting in the kitchen with you while you prepared a meal help her feel at ease, knowing that you were close by if she did have a question about her homework? Or does she feel, need to feel connected with someone else in the, in the family, just sitting next to a younger or an older sibling? Would she feel that connection so that if she, you know, look across the table, she can see a face and she feels like she's with someone? So looking at her true connections and what she needs. So we looked at confidence, we looked at connection, and of course, my favorite, empowerment. And if you've tuned into my podcast, you know that you want to raise a daughter who feels empowered. And what does that mean to you? Is something that you and your daughter can decide. And what that means to you and your daughter may be slightly different than what that means to me or to others. But I can bet that one thing we could agree on when we're talking about empowering our daughters is that she uses her voice. And how can she use her voice? Or how can she learn to use her voice in the outside world if she is silenced at home? So back to that example of your daughter and her homework. And back to that crazy notion that I stated earlier to not only allow your daughter, but encourage your daughter to engage in debates with you. And I like to say debates only because it's a little bit more comfort, um, a little bit different. And so a little bit controversial, but it's a respectfully disagreeing with you. Now, if you were to engage in a respectful debate with her, what might happen? And same, same example of the homework. It's no longer a power struggle because you are giving her power allow her to state why she isn't willing on doing her homework when you asked. That sounds crazy, right? You want rules in your house and you want people to stick by your rules and you're a grown adult and you're a parent, you know what's best for her, right? But you might discover something new about her that she needs to lie on the floor with a big jug of water and yoga music playing in the background in order to get her homework started, in order to get her homework done. Or in allowing her to debate with you, she may learn that you, even as an older, wise, respected adult, you're the older and you're the wise one, but you respect her decision to figure out her own work habits. And that can be powerful for her. That's empowering. It's building our confidence, but it's also empowering. And regardless of who wins the debate, she will feel heard. And the art of debate or respectfully disagreeing, she will learn that she can use her words to feel heard and to make her case. She'll have to give her feelings some thought in order to make her case, but she'll have to think creatively and she'll have to think critically to make her case. And this is a process that you'll teach her, that you'll grow with her. So the debate of a five-year-old may be completely different, will hopefully be different because you've taught her along the way than the debate of a 10-year-old or 12-year-old. But she'll, along the way, have to learn how to build her case. 
And what other better way for your daughter to feel empowered than to be able to build her argument, voice her opinions, voice her case, and feel heard? And most significantly, your daughter may develop a mindset that not all parents are okay with. <laughs> but my empowered parents of empowering daughters can live with and love. Your daughter will develop a mindset that says, authority figures don't dictate what must happen or what she must do just because they are in a position of authority. She has a say. When doing something, she can use her own intelligence to know that she is doing something because she perceives it to be important or of value, not because she was simply told to. The power of her decisions, her mind, her body belong to her. How is that for empowerment? And yes, to empower your daughter, it starts with these daily simple tasks. We can't expect to send our 18-year-old daughters out in the world and wish for empowerment. There are steps we can take along the way that will help her build her confidence. Things that we can do daily that will help to establish our connection and ways to help her to feel empowered. So yes, power struggles can be awesome because if you think about it developmentally, the fact that your daughter is using her voice in a power struggle with you shows that she is growing. And I hope that you have fun guiding her. The power struggles don't have to end in door slams. The power struggles don't have to end in someone feeling upset. Your daughter is trying to use her power to get her voice heard. And if you looked at things without sounding Pollyannish, if you took a more positive approach to anything that your daughter sort of throws your way and understand your role as a parent is to guide her and keep that dream that you have in the back of your mind of how you want to empower your daughter, what kind of skills you want to equip your daughter with, then your approach is different. And sure, there's stress throughout the days. There, there always will be. But if you take that positive approach, you'll look at things differently. But I don't want to keep any more of your time. And so I will end here. And you can always contact me at parentcoachangie at gmail.com if you'd like to discuss this further or go in depth. And I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching programs. And just take a visit at my website. There are different programs you can look at. Otherwise, just keep tuning in for my future episodes at One Mom, One Girl, Together We Rise. Thanks for being a fantastic mom. <laughs>